Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Mike Lynch here. Hey, and I'm Patrick Harris. You probably like baseball, which is why you're listening to this. This is the uh, Hot Corner Podcast. Well, I kind of like baseball. I guess I'll tune in. Baseball's pretty neat, so thanks for listening. This is brought to you by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. Doing the right thing since 1952. Woo, baseball! The baseball season is way too long. The game is way too slow. It's so boring to watch. Shut up. Get your peanuts, Cracker Jacks, and IPAs ready. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch. Swing and a long drive. Deep to right. Covering all things baseball. Going. Going. The big leagues. Going. Going. And the MLB to Portland. Goodbye. He has done it. Your hosts, Patrick Harris and Mike Lynch on 1080. Bang, zoom, go the fireworks. The fan. Welcome into the Hot Corner postseason edition for it must be a Wednesday as it's always a Wednesday. We're on at 7 o'clock this week because ducks are on a bye. So the coaches show will be back next week, which will bump us Back to our almost normal time slot of 8 to 10. Yeah, the football season 8 to 10. I get used to it. I get used to it, too. I actually kind of like the hour for my personal life. It's kind of helped me out these days. Uh, I But I also very much enjoy when we go back to 7 to 9 because I'm like, hmm, this feels right because that's our original slot. Yeah, but it couldn't happen at a better time as this is our post-season recap show. And we are joined by the world-famous Washington State alumni, Big John Scanning. What's up, fellas? Let's I look, I'm gonna need you to bring your A game. Okay. Today. Okay. 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 A game. Let's A-game. do this. Are you Let's, gonna bring your A game? No. You get whatever. <laughs> He's a game. mechanic. Yeah. Look, you're, you're gonna get uncompromised sports opinions. Well, uh, that sounds like an A game to me. No, no, no. This is like a C plus level at best. But I need you two to bring your A game because a rising tide lifts all ships. So the better you guys are, the better I will be. And together, the three of us plus Joe. Will be decent. Is this like a? Uh, is this like a dominate the Pac-12 North but get blown out by the Huskies, or just skate by the conference, kind of wishy-washy, and actually beat the Huskies, kind of thing? You know what? Whoa. I would. I, I would, think. I think we beat the Huskies this year, which is so. Well, stupid. I think they got a. No, I think they got a chance to. Yeah, you thought they had a chance the last four years too, and it didn't work out. Well, they, no, we, but now we don't have we, anything to play for, so we'll win. That's the key. There's yeah, that's no the pressure. key, Mike. Come on. Washington doesn't have a lot to play for either. So. Right? There's no pressure. We right. can just be loose. Just they're be they're loose. focused on the draft, and we're focusing on Max Borgie yeah, coming back just, next year. Just loose. <laughs> just loose. Nice little trip over the mountains to Seattle. Let's take care of business. Let's uh, go Kooks. But this is one of our favorite shows of the year. You know, we sit with John about three times a year. I guess this is the fourth time this year, Mike yeah, we reminded had, me. We had the Boners Rewards Program edition uh 
uh, a couple months ago when you were out for a various reason and gallivanting, um, gallivanting about it as one Patrick Harris would do. And I brought John in and we had a lovely two hours Look, together. My contract says I'm only obligated to do three. That was uh, that was out of the goodness of your heart. But we were able to work some things out and we did a fourth one. But can you believe the season's over already? I I literally can't believe the season's over already. Mike and I have talked about this throughout the season and. You know, we can get into this among a plethora of things that we want to get into tonight, but I don't know if it's the youth movement or the clear-cut teams that was around this year, but boy, this year seemed fast, and we kind of talked about it throughout the year. Uh, yeah, it did go by quickly, I think. Or we're just getting old. This is something that I do with all sports, and maybe you guys are the same, and I'm, and I'm doing it with football, too. You get used to it being here, and you you don't take it for granted because you're watching it all the time. But you forget that it sucks when it's gone. It's week ten of yeah. the NFL season. That's this wild. Week. That's week wild. Ten. Right. Almost everybody's like, had their bye. Right. And I'm sitting here going, "Ah, oh, it's the NFL season. It's great. It's so much fun." Oh my god, we are well past the halfway point of the regular season. Yeah. I did the same thing with baseball this year. I was watching. I was loving it. I was watching all the Yankee games. I was watching games on MLB Network. And all of a sudden, it was September, and I went, "Oh no." I mean, we got a great playoffs coming up, but we've mm. only got two months left. What happened? Right. So, yeah, it went by fast, but I think it's just because we get sucked in and don't appreciate it as much. Well, it be, like you said, it becomes, for those of us that are, you know, watch it every night, like baseball, you know, watch it every night, and football, you watch it every week, and you play, you have your fantasy teams and stuff. It does become a fabric of your day. It becomes a fabric of your week, and it just is, it's just a part of it. You know, it's like dinner every night. It's mm -hmm. just a part of it, and then you wake up, and it's almost over, and that, it goes it goes quick it's kind of strange i'm glad that there are other sports that i care about because it helps fill the void a little bit i get it because i'm a yankee fan i watch the games here at work because they're usually on at four right john you get to watch them when you get home from work you have dinner and then you get to watch the game right. um now when i'm here it's like oh it's for us but the yankee no i can't what am i going to put on luckily there's other sports the nba is going on college yeah. basketball just started you got you know late week college football so you can find stuff but it's just it's not the same. Yeah, it's I know it's a trippy thing for me. It's like this year I probably watched the least amount of Indians games I have in probably four or five years. I probably watched 70 to 80 games this year, which normally I would say I watch about 130, 120 to 130, whether it's a little radio, maybe not the whole game, but a little radio here, little TV there. Uh, but I watched more of other teams this year. So that was kind of exciting. But my problem is, is my other sport is their their games are at like six in the morning. The last game's on at noon, and then I'm done. That's true. But yeah. you do get to watch them all. But I do get to watch them all, yes. Uh, He's talking about soccer. Jeff. I am talking I about the, the, the European <laughs> I was football. Just, I just decided to be quiet. Your hoped. eyes glazed over. And just, just I decided sure to be quiet and hoped we moved on back to baseball shortly. <laughs> but that's a great thing because everyone, everyone that I know knows that I love the European game, and they know that they're not going to talk me out of it, so then people are just quiet. I'll, I'll sit here and say something, and I'll just speak my mind about something, and people go, okay, cool, dude. Can we, can we move on? Yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah, I just need you to say my piece. This isn't the corner kick with Patrick Harris. <laughs> no. It it's could not, be, though. That's although not the, the show I signed up for. Although the hot corner could be parlayed into a soccer show, if you think about it. Yeah, let's not do well, that. Well, we had some games today and yesterday. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. It's just me. Someday I'm going to move to Europe. Just so look, I, can... I love it too, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna not talk about it so John doesn't feel awkward. 
Thank you. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. I appreciate that. Fair enough. Oakley Dokley will kick the ball <laughs> that way. Holds Into it. the goal. Holds it. Holds it. <laughs> Ugly Dugly, we got a great show lined up for you guys today as we will recap the whole season. We'll talk a little World Series, a little playoffs in general. Uh, I'd love to get John's in, uh, insight on the youth movement in, in the sport. Um, I would love, obviously, we need to get into some Mariner chat and where we go from here. Uh, and we'll get to all of that. You can find us on social media. Mike's at Mike Lynch 27 on Twitter. You can find Big John Sukanic at Jay Sukanic on Twitter as well. Our fantastic producer, Mr. Joe Fisher the third, is on Twitter as well at Joe Fish3. That's F-I-S-C-H. You can find me on Instagram at P Diddy085. Also, you can follow Beers on Us, the podcast that Mike and I do every week, drops at uh four-ish on Thursdays. Tomorrow we'll be doing a style. Get the German styles going again, a little crispy action, but also little cold weather action as well. There's the Better You Today text line at 55305. That bad boy lets you interact with us throughout the entire show. When we come back, let's dive straight into these playoffs and how wild of a World Series we saw. That's next on Portland Sports Leader, 1080 The Fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Seven fifteen here on the fan. This is Portland Sports Leader. Don't you forget it, Big John in the house with us. <clears throat> Excuse me, as we always do at the end of the season. And uh, Mike, were on, Mike and I were on the air uh, last week when the ye old Nationals decide to sneak a bugaboo in and win the World Series. Yeah, that we we got to play some of the game on the air for for listeners out there, and then. Did a full reaction show to it in the nine o'clock hour. It was uh, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was quite. And I, I was quite happy that the Houston Astros were the losers of the World Series. I think yeah. we all were. We all win when the Astros lose. <laughs> I don't feel that way. You should. Really? Nobody likes the Astros. I have lear- I have learned to dislike Alex Bregman. Yes, they're all horrible people. It's a horrible organization filled with horrible people. <laughs> oh, Michael Brantley is just fine. Uh, his dad was cool. <laughs> <laughs> so no, if, I, I if you not... had to choose an Astro to like the most, who would it be? The lovable baseball elf? Uh, Even see, though he slaughters the Mariners? Here's the thing. I really was a huge Verlander guy before he went to the Astros. Why? I just liked him. I like that. <laughs> I like watching future Hall of Famers, Mike. Why don't yeah, you like him? He's just... <laughs> He was just good, just you know, kind of a throwback power pitcher in Detroit. I really like Verlander, and I don't like him in Houston, obviously. So, uh, if I had to pick one, it'd probably be the lovable baseball elf, just because he's adorable. But I don't like the Astros, and that's because they kicked the teeth out of the Mariners. Uh, so I was rooting against them, and I was happy to see the Nationals win. I, I don't know what you guys thought. I thought it was a crappy World Series till the last two games. See, I'm with you on that, and we can roll right into that. And I've, we've seen this on the Better You Today text line, 55305. We saw it last week. You know, I'm seeing a couple come across right now, and I heard a bunch of other people talking about it. This World Series has been so great. And I was a big, big proponent yeah. of this World Series has been really good till about the sixth inning. Yeah. And then it was not very yeah, good last anymore. Week, wasn't it? Didn't I say last week? I was like, I don't think it's been that good. I don't we think had, it's We been had a that- discussion about it. You know, it was good in certain games to a certain point. Yeah, but. I think, I think, and I don't know if this is just where the game is and where coverage is and just the hype that is the World Series, but I felt in the first few innings of every game, like, I'm watching pitches. I'm watching where things are locating, like, more so than I would in a baseball game, probably because it's the World Series and I love baseball, but I felt the intensity was there until one moment, 
somebody broke it open and then it was over. Yeah. So there was no real drama. The S the SCS games in the American League were better. The LCS games in the American League were better. Oh yeah. The divisional series in the National League were better. Yeah, well, yeah, especially Nationals Dodgers. I mean, I, I would say that the I mean, Braves Cardinals were pretty good too. The games were not great, but yeah, they were. It was a five game series, so I'll give you that. I would say, and a lot of people said this going into it, Yankees Astros was their personal World Series, and they didn't really care what happened afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we got a seven game World Series, so in some way, shape, or form, that's exciting and good for the sport, right? You're not getting a sweep, you're not getting a boring five game series that was very easy to tell who was going to win. I mean, there was drama because the Astros were the clear favorite, but the Nationals were the team that was hot and had all the cool storylines and had the whole, like, Ryan Zimmerman has always been a national, and, oh, my God, he's going to get a chance to win a World Series. Uh, they had the unfortunate stat tied to the Mariners of the only two teams to never make a World Series. So there was cool storylines with it. I just I, – I, I said this last week. I think we always have a recency bias. I think this will become a forgettable World Series outside of the fact that, holy crap, can you believe the Nationals won? Sure. I don't think you're going to remember the series specifically. You'll just remember who won it. Yeah. Well, because really, I mean, what was the signature moment in the series? Did they, was there, I mean, it, it, it wasn't, it wasn't like one, I mean, there's no Kirk Gibson home run. It was this, probably the Howie Kendrick home run. In this series, but like even. I would say maybe the Trey Turner play at first. I mean, that was a big deal. It was right? a big deal. You know, it ended up. And he, but even that ended up kind of the wind got taken out of its sails because yeah, Rendon because Rendon homered right mm-hmm. after which was which was awesome mm-hmm. but it, even even for me like the big because I think I, I think I talked to you on the phone Mike we like the right before game six and I was like I haven't really enjoyed this World Series that much and then you have Strasburg come and, and have the the kind of the classic game six but even that was you know drawn out over the seven innings mm-hmm. you know that he pitched it wasn't one signature right you know and then there was still a game seven to go behind it and i thought game six and game seven were really good mm-hmm. but i agree with you i think i think when we get two or three years down the road this will be one of those you'll remember the nationals won because it's the nationals and you'll remember strasburg was the mvp because he's kind of a famous mm-hmm. name but i really don't think we'll remember much else from this world series it's not astros dodgers no it's not. That was incredible. It's not Royals Giants. It's not Indians Cubs. It's not Indians Cubs. It's not. Uh, what's the David Freeze St. Louis? That was that's Cardinals just, Rangers. Cardinals Rangers. It's not that, and that's just in the last ten years. And we just named four. Right. And yeah, I don't think this will go down. There's one of those. I think the other problem too is we've had a lot of. Seven game World Series recently. If right. you think about it, we are a little spoiled in that. It, we've been spoiled with it. I all remember, those ones I named were all seven yeah, games. Yeah, exactly. I remember my mom texting me. She goes, "Oh, it's so cool that we have seven games. When was the last one we had?" And I was like, two years ago. Yeah, three years ago. The year before five that. Years ago. Well, <laughs> yeah, seven years ago. Well, and even and even <laughs> some of those recent ones that you guys are mentioning, like you know, go back. The Royals were a big deal. They were mm-hmm. that lovable out of nowhere. The the Cubs, wild card team. The Cubs obviously. Yep. Were a huge deal. So you had these. You know the Nationals. You had that. I the Expos story really doesn't isn't a thing anymore. Mm-hmm. And so you had this the Nationals, and I really don't feel like they were the lovable underdog that some of these other teams in recent World Series have. I mean, I was rooting for them. I have no affinity for the Nationals. I just hate the Astros. Right. Well, and I want to I want to touch on that Nationals thing. Why they weren't embraced? Because the Royals were embraced. 
Very much so. I think the Astros, their first World Series, I think they were embraced. Yeah, we oh, as sure. baseball fans were like, these guys did it the right way. Sure. They built all these kids came from the farm system, da-da-da-da-da, grab a couple arms and make it happen. I think we embraced that. I think, and Mike, you're going to hate me for saying this, I think one of the biggest reasons why it's hard for us to attach ourselves to the Nationals is we've spent so many years disliking them because nobody likes Bryce Harper. And even though he's not there anymore, it's still, you see the the name on the jersey, you see the cap. I don't care who's in right field, I still see Bryce Harper. And I hate the Nationals for it. I was kind of surprised that that, I mean, I know that was mentioned. I thought that would have more traction. I thought that would be a bigger story. Well, if you listen to the hot corner, I made sure to mention it every second I I'm got. Sure, I'm sure you did. <laughs> he really did. I'm sure did. But, but, but you know what I mean, though? But I nationally, think- I mean, and I I didn't hear that a ton. I mean, and I know I know what happened, and I think that's kind of funny and, and interesting that Harper finally leaves and goes and, you know, they go Wins on. Wins one for D.C. Right, and they go win the World <laughs> Series. But I thought that would be a bigger story and i didn't necessarily feel like it was that i think it was bigger on social media than it was nationally i wonder if maybe major league baseball went to them and said eh, like you try know, to protect it a little bit don't sure. let's not talk about this because that was probably the biggest story of the season was bryce harper's off season sure and it dragged on into what was it march when he signed finally mm-hmm. so it was a negative story now he got the money he wanted but there was a lot of negativity around it and it's like, okay, let's not bring that up because that's going to bring back bad memories. So I saw it a ton of social media. True. I saw all the Bryce memes. I saw all the, you know, Bryce oh, well, it's like, what's Bryce Harper thinking right now? And it's like, well, he's probably thinking, man, $330 million was great, uh, which he probably was, to be honest with you. Right. But uh, that's where I saw it more. But I think I think all the Bryce Harper stuff is just like a fun side note, but it doesn't have any effect. I don't think no. losing Bryce Harper made the Nationals better. I just think... It was a lucky season that clicked at the right time. I think, and Anthony Rendon made the Nationals better. Yeah, I think Anthony <laughs> Rendon had an MVP caliber season. He is cha-ching. He is about to sure. cash in. But that's an extra year for Victor Robles, an extra year for Juan Soto, which we saw really his coming out party was the World Series. Whether it was performance on the field or just his personality, sure. was an extra season for Trey Turner, a healthy one for the most part when when it was needed the most. Uh, I think a lot of it is, yeah, Rendon shining and kids having an extra year of experience. It is funny, though, if you, you know, the 10,000 foot view, it is funny that you have this icon, Mm -hmm. you know, in in D.C. And what is what are the Nationals been known for his whole career? Getting to the playoffs and failing. Mm -hmm. Right. And then especially if they play the Dodgers and then he leaves, he leaves, takes the big payday, which people were critical of. And then they win the World Series. That's I think that's kind of funny. I think that sounds like baseball. <laughs> that sounds like the magic that is baseball. And we got a text that says all road teams won in the World Series. First time that's ever happened in any sport. Which is crazy. Which is crazy. Um, that doesn't I, make them good games, though. What, it, or a good series. It's, some, it's something that is memorable, though. I sure. mean, you will most you, likely remember that this is the World Series. And you'll remember that. Where all road teams won. But maybe this is blasphemous. Maybe this is completely stupid out of left field that doesn't matter to me like that was such a matter at all that was such a hyped up storyline in the world series and i went who cares the fact that it's never happened in hockey blows my mind right i mean and we've we saw article after article that was saying uh in all sports home field advantage is slowly dying in sports uh at least in american sports you watch chargers games on tv good god yeah well that's because they should still be in san diego um but 
I don't know. This just another bullet in the gun that says home field doesn't matter as much as it used to. Sure. And I think I just didn't care very much about that storyline. I was like, it's cool. It's an interesting nugget, but okay. It's it's not the end of the world. Well, and even even throughout the series, what you know, what's the old adage? Games home field advantage doesn't mean anything unless it's game seven anyway. Yeah. You know? And you know if you and if you know if you want to play a game seven, I'd want to play it at home. If it was the Mariners, I wish they were in Seattle for game seven. But you're right. It probably out on the field doesn't matter so much. No, and, you, and win, it you certainly win. it certainly didn't in this series. But uh, definitely strange that that's. Uh, the first time it's ever happened in any sport. Let's try to be quick on this because we're up against the clock. What will you guys remember the most from this World Series? Uh, I'm going to remember the boobies behind home plate the most. Okay. <laughs> that's, no, that's fair. I mean, I think that I think that shows. To be completely honest with you, <laughs> I, th- I think I right? think that shows two things: one, where Mike's head is in the gutter, and two, how memorable some stuff was. I think that's a fair thing, John. What in, in the gutter? Boob- boobies make everything better. Boobies are great. I, they I, are great. I'm not going to. You know what? Have I, you looked at her Instagram page? They're great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm going to remember. Um, I'm going to remember that Bryce Harper left, and then the Nationals won a World Series. Cool. That's that's what I'll remember. I've got a couple things, and I don't know if just caught in the moment or a kid of history of baseball, but I love kind of crazy moments in the World Series. I'm going to remember the fact that the Nationals won without Bryce Harper for sure. That's number one. I'm right there with that. Number two for me is Trey Turner. That whole debacle, that whole thing in this new replay era sort of thing, I'm not going to forget that, especially him yelling about Joe Torre. Like, I'm not going to forget that. That was funny. I was also sitting on my girlfriend's couch, and I'm sitting there, and she's like, what is going on? And I was like, I don't know, but Trey Turner just entered the history of baseball right now. (laughs) He's sitting right there. Yeah, and my number three is that I thought Zach Greinke in Game 7 was absolutely unbelievable. And he'll never get talked about. That performance will get lost in the ages because for some reason, Hinch pulled him and they lost. Uh, one baseball thing I will remember, uh, and this this is pretty stuck in my head because I thought it was really, really cool, but also kind of douchey, but kind of like it fit, was the Juan Soto against Justin Verlander. He yeah. did the shimmy on the t- on the pitch that he took. That was a ball. Awesome. Justin Verlander said, that's a strike. And Soto looked at him and said, no, it wasn't and then turned and looked at Torinos and, and mouthed, it was a ball. On the very next pitch, in the exact same location, hit a massive home run to right field. <laughs> I will remember that moment because, and then he carried the bat down to first base with him. Oh, the Alex Bregman Just like thing. Bregman had done yeah, earlier in the game. Right, right. I will remember that I forgot moment. the douche on douche crime. That was a little bit of like, uh, I know Juan Soto kind of revealed who he was to baseball fans and non-baseball fans this postseason generally. That, to me, is the moment that I think makes Juan Soto really, really popular among baseball fans just because it's so... It's so like new young baseball player, and it fits. It's a human reaction out of him, and and for a young kid like that, that's that good. That's fun. To, that's fun to see. I think what we're talking about is personality. And with that, uh, we'll, when we come back, I want to dive into what we remember the most from the 2019 season. What takeaways, things that caught our eye, the future of the game. We'll get to that next. But first, there's my man Joe with sports. Uh, uh, uh. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. There's a guy named Cody Statman on Virginia. His last name is Statman. Are you sure it's not Statman? 
It's probably Stuttman. Stuttman. S-T-A-T-T-M-A-N-N. Stuttman. Would you say he's a stat man? No? Well, that just happened. <laughs> <laughs> Does anybody know the reference Joe is referring to? I mean, I do. Uh... I think I do. Yeah, it's that it's that song, right? Because I'm a scat man. We're getting it. Yeah, we're getting it as a bump back. Yeah, uh, baby. Next break. Yeah, Definitely. baby. Let's do that. Skiddly bop. Uh, we are go. we are joined by Big John Chicanic here on the hot corner as we dissect the 2019 baseball season as it is in the books. Washington Nationals are the world Series champions coming up at the top of the 8 o'clock hour. We might as well dive into some Mariners and get into that and kind of decompress from that. and some murky waters, my friends. <laughs> decompress from that and, murky and waters. see They're where we go from the future. But I do want to use this next time we have to just kind of step back and kind of look at the season from afar now, kind of look at it as a whole. You know, I think we forget when we talk about the Nationals is kind of how disappointing the Dodgers were. Uh, I think we completely forgetting how bad the Red Sox are and what kind of trouble they're in. But we kind of mentioned this earlier on. I would love to talk about that. <laughs> we kind of mentioned this last segment near the end in talking about kind of some things we'll remember from the World Series. And one of the big things that I will remember is personality. And I think this is the first year in a long time Major League Baseball had a little bit of personality this season. And a lot of that credit goes to the young kids goes to whether it's Alex Bregman or Ronald Acuna Jr., Juan Soto in the playoffs. I think baseball, I think I can safely, confidently say we're headed into a more marketable future. I would agree, except I don't trust Major League Baseball to correctly market those players because you're right. Uh, we did have a good year of personality, a little cult of personality. Um, we... Saw some cool ads, right? The playoff ad that Major League Baseball made where they had all the old uh, footage with the guys in the playoffs kind of put into it in color. Cody Bellinger hitting a home run in like the polo grounds. Right. <laughs> was really cool. Um, I think earlier in the year there was also another ad that ran. It was like, you know, this is our game or let the kids play or whatever that was. Um, but I only saw it specifically around baseball things. I only saw it on MLB Network. I only saw it before a Sunday night baseball game on ESPN. I never saw it anywhere else. And they need to market to the masses this stuff because although the masses don't care, maybe one or two people of every little section will care, and then you're slowly gaining fans. They just, they just got to do a better job. You're right. We have way more personality in the game right now, and they are letting the kids play, and there's a little bit less of the unwritten rule stuff that kind of rules baseball. But nobody knows about it. <laughs> Outside well, of baseball fans, I think I think you're right. I, I agree with everything you said. I think uh, I think it is an exciting time in baseball if you're a baseball fan. The trouble is, how do you breach that gap? And and you know, how do I get my my kid who does my kid's 14 doesn't necessarily watch baseball? How do they? How does baseball get him to care about Juan Soto? Yeah, you know, I mean, when I when I was 14, guys that didn't care about baseball or the Mariners still knew who Griffey was still cared about Griffey still wanted his shoes, still wanted the Swingman logo, you know? So how does baseball get my kid to care who Juan Soto is? And I think the problem too is who is the biggest star in baseball? Bryce Harper, probably right. If you want to go purely based on marketability and, and being a star, probably. Um, 
you could say maybe Aaron Judge because he's on the Yankees. You could say maybe Cody Bellinger, but I'm going to say Bryce Harper. I think you can sneak in Justin Verlander. Oh, maybe. My girlfriend knows who he is. Um, is that the Kate Upton factor? Yeah, prob- I think that's fair. That's oh, probably I true. I totally agree. Yeah, yeah I think women that don't watch football know who Tom Brady is. Well, I mean, you'd have to be kind of stupid to not know who Tom Brady is, even if you don't watch football. But I think the Giselle factor is a part of it. Those but things, yeah, those I think things those things matter. matter. They do matter. But my whole point is, if your <laughs> biggest star, most marketable star is Bryce Harper, honestly, answer the question, how many non-baseball fans know who Bryce Harper is? I'm going to go ahead and say almost none of them know who Bryce Harper is, sure. to John's point. A lot of people knew who Ken Griffey Jr. was. What does Bryce Harper do in advertising? Right? I'm sure he he has some sponsors and he does some, and ad, some mm-hmm. ads, but nothing notable enough that I've, I even remember, and I know Bryce Harper, and I didn't like Bryce Harper unlike you. Uh, Patrick, I'm I'm referring to. So I I like I want to find Bryce Harper likable. Don't dislike Bryce Harper. You hate him. Correct. Thank yeah. you. Uh, uh, so I I want to find things that I like about Bryce Harper. More things that I would like about him, but I just don't find it. Um, and that's a really big problem. Yeah. Mike Trout's the best player in baseball, but he doesn't like doing media. He doesn't like doing ads, and he's frankly pretty boring. Uh, into outside of playing, he's boring speaking and, and kind of being a personality. And they don't make the playoffs, so that doesn't help either. Right. So it's kind of like you're stuck because that's your most marketable player, but yet you're not marketing him. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't, and I'm curious to see if, if some of these young kids start to buck that trend. I mean, Ronald Acuna Jr. is the guy that just stands out in my mind as the kind of guy that does say, yeah, I'll take some TV time. I'll do some deals. I mean, he's got his English might need to be to improve to do that, but I don't know if that's big of that's that big of a deal in America right now. If you're in, you know, if you're in the southern part of the of America, a lot of those people speak Spanish. I mean, put Ronald Acuna Jr. on a commercial and have him speak Spanish, and people might all might all know who he is at that point. I don't think there's a problem with that. I think I guess what I'm getting at is maybe these kids that are so good, so young right now, <clears throat> have no have no shyness towards the camera. And we saw that with Juan Soto and all these other people we're, we're talking about. And I wonder if these are the ones that break through because a lot of these guys are kind of not taking into account the old school fuddy-duddy stuff. Like Mike Trout plays like an old school player. Christian Yelich plays like an old school player. Even Cody Bellinger acts like an old school player. But Acuna, Soto, Alex Bregman. Alex Bregman is such a cocky punk that... I could see those guys bucking the trend instead of being the reserved, wholesome baseball guy. Do you, do you guys think, let me ask you this. I, I was talking to a buddy of mine about the kind of about this topic and he brought up an interesting point and he said, baseball is so regional now and that, you know, I'm a Mariner fan, right? I can watch 160 Mariner games if I want to. And when you watch a baseball game, that's what I'm watching that night. I don't have time to flip around and watch part of the Yankees or part of the Dodgers. I'm going to watch the Mariners. I'll watch highlights, see what's going on. Back when I was a kid, the Mariners weren't on every other. You, right. know, you, you didn't have that many games. And so if I wanted to sit down and watch the Mariners, I probably couldn't 85% of the time. But what I could watch was the Cubs. So Braves. I became a Dale Murphy fan yeah. and a Ryan Sandberg fan. Yeah. And I loved Don Mattingly because I watched him when the Mariners weren't on. And so... If I'm a Nationals fan, I love Juan Soto. I'm all over it. But me, over here on this side of the country, I'm watching the Mariners every night. I think Juan Soto's great. It was fun to watch him in the playoffs. But 
I don't know that I will ever embrace Juan Soto like this, like we embraced Ryan Sandberg and Dale Murphy and those guys. Just because, so my question to you is, do you think that just that regionality of baseball where you can watch the Indians every night if you want to mm-hmm. and don't watch anybody else, and that's great for an Indians fan, but for that big picture of baseball, does that hurt the game? Because you are getting fans that aren't getting to see Juan Soto and Alex Bregman, unless you're fans of that team. It has to. It has to. I mean, you're 100% on to it. Who's the best shortstop in baseball? It's Francisco Lindor. Go ask somebody that averagely watches baseball. Who's the best shortstop in baseball? Um, I don't know. <laughs> you know Derek what I mean? <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Is A-Rod right. still playing? And it's like, A-Rod hasn't played short in 15 years. Right. But, I mean, yeah, you know, do they know Carlos Correa? Do they know Xander Bogarts? Because they're not even the most popular players on their own team. Uh, that's a really good point about the regionality of it. And I, I have a question to your question. Is there anything that MLB or ESPN or Fox can do to make the games that they have once a week more special? Sunday night baseball is up against nothing else. There's no other baseball games on Sunday night at 5 or 8 Eastern. Um, Yet, I feel like it's not must-see television for baseball fans. Well, the broadcast team is rough. I like the broadcast team. I, I like Vasgersian. I like Jessica Mendoza. I think A-Rod's fine. Um, but I, I wonder if instead – it's like it's tough because you want to appeal to the most fans. So, like, of course, they're always showing the Red Sox. They're always showing the Yankees. They're always showing the Dodgers. I get it. Um, but maybe they could be more star-focused. Maybe you can get more Mike Trout in there and more Bryce Harper in there and more Juan Soto in there and then promote it more to get more people into it. Maybe in that – Saturday one o'clock slot where there's two Fox games and that's it. Can Fox do a better job of promoting those games? Because that will lead to what you were talking about growing up where yes, you got to watch your team play, but it wasn't every night. And when the game was available to you, you could watch the Braves, the Cubs or the Mets or whoever was on one of the national channels. That to me is the only way you're going to get the regional baseball fan to care more about the other teams and the stars of the game. If that section of baseball is promoted better especially when there's no competition from that regional team at that time. Sure. And that's a good point. And, and um, you know, I don't, I don't know how you do that. Otherwise I'd be in a room talking to the commissioner of baseball right now, you know, telling him what to do, but you know, maybe, maybe you start with, you know, you just got done with the world series and, and who are the, who are the names that are, we're talking, you know, Juan Soto, mm-hmm. you know, maybe Fox should show Juan Soto 30 times next year. Yeah, you know, I liked what they did. <clears throat> I liked what they did in the All Star game where they mic'd up players. Yeah, that was, that was cool. cool. I think they're trying to do stuff like that a little bit more All Star game stuff, and and it's just going to take a while. I think. I do have one final thought, and maybe we can do this on the other side of the break if it's interesting. Um, it's not a comfortable topic, but I think race has a lot to do with it too. I think a lot of the young, exciting players in baseball are not of are not Caucasian. They're not white, right? So there might we as three white men are saying, oh, there's not a lot of marketability. Maybe in different communities they're saying, well, maybe Juan Soto is hugely marketable, right? And there's a, a ton of love for Juan Soto. That's what I was kind of getting at with Acuna. Right, a ton of love for Acuna. <clears throat> Acuna. Uh, you mentioned Bregman. I think Bregman is just like Cody Bellinger, just like those guys. He freaking apologized for bringing the bat to first base after the World Series game. He's like, I'm so sorry. I disrespected the sport. I mean, that's old school white man baseball right there, right? Um, I, I think you need people from each racial group to be really, really marketable in order to gather everybody. 
right? Because there is, whether you like it or not, there's still going to be a little racial divide of like who interests you as a fan if you're just random, you know, Joe Smith in whatever state you're in because... Joe Smith was a good reliever. Yeah, he was. He plays for the Astros. <laughs> he does. <laughs> I'm just saying, just thinking of a random name. But... The random white reliever, Joe Smith. They <laughs> cannot get more random than that. Right. Uh, I just—it was a thought I had when you were talking about that. It's like, I think some of it is a racial thing. I think I think you've got an interesting point, and I'd like to get back to that. And we'll do that once we come back. This is the hot corner on 1080 The Fan. I'm a scat man. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. That is our fantastic producer, DJ Fishsticks, over there. What was that? He said it was coming. No, but I hoped it wouldn't. Here it was. Oh, see, I've known Joe for a while, so when Joe says that's coming, I know it's coming. Hey, don't blame me. It's already in the system. All right? so, I mean, <laughs> oh, that is true. Looking at it, yeah, it's already there. Yeah, someone, someone built it. Yeah, exactly. Someone was already on this wavelength with me. So, Sure, it was Dusty Hera five years ago, but it's in the system. <laughs> I would probably bet on that, too. <laughs> uh, having a conversation here about, uh, you know, how marketability of young kids and just how the sport grows and, you know, and Mike brought up this point and it is it is a little tough topic to talk about. I know there has been times on the past where it's been kind of brought up on the show and I've quickly shot it down just out of fear of, you know, just making sure we're having a conversation and things not going too to astray. Um, but Mike brought up the point of, you know, race culture in Major League Baseball and how marketable that is. You know, when a, when an inner city black kid watches the NBA and sees Kawhi Leonard, LeBron James. Kyrie Irving, uh, they are more relatable to that, to where we don't see that in the in the in major leagues. We see a lot of kids from the Caribbean, but you don't in Portland, Oregon, you don't see, you know, kids from the Caribbean walking the streets. You see, you see young African American kids. Right. Or uh, or white kids here in, in Portland specifically, if you want to include that too. I I think that if you go, this might be because we're in Portland and we're in a city that is uh, not as diverse as some others. But like, I, I imagine if you go to New York City, which has a huge Dominican population, I bet you a ton of the Dominican players are really popular there, Yankees, Mets, and other, just because it's uh, the Caribbean nations are super passionate about baseball, sure. super passionate about it. Um, I just wonder if baseball could do a better job of marketing a certain player to everybody versus having it I, like Johnson. It's more regional. It's more, you know, like country based where you're from too. It's like you talked about Alex Bregman. I don't think he's that marketable. I mean, he, he apologized for bringing the bat to first base. I mean, uh, you're, you're doing the same old school thing. Still brought the bat to first base. Though. Well, it was cool and douchey, but cool. But it was like, we're, we're looking for the next player to stand out and be like super spectacular and fun. That's why I said Bryce Harper, right? Cause he's got that extra personality. He's got that extra edge, but even he sometimes feels like he's being squashed. Um, whereas a guy like Javi Baez is probably like, he's, he's probably the favorite player of every Puerto Rican in the country and in Puerto Rico. Right. But I feel like Javi Baez Frank doesn't, <laughs> doesn't cross lines as well. <clears throat> Maybe yeah. cause major league baseball doesn't promote him in that way. Maybe they promote him as more of like, Hey, he's the best Puerto Rican player in baseball. And it's not as, universal it's just it's very specific and i feel like 
I don't know what the answer is, but I feel like there's a gap between promoting Javi Baez, just as an example, because he's got a big personality. Javi Baez to everybody, instead of just, <clears throat> if you watch the Cubs, you love him. If you're from his country, you love him, and that's it. I've got a question, though, and John, I, I don't mean to cut you off here, but you mentioned this earlier in the regional thing. Just to play devil's advocate for a second, Major League Baseball is still the second most profitable sport in America in terms of the money, the revenue they bring in. They make they make billions more than the NBA. Is this just something we want to happen, or is this something that actually needs to happen? Do we really need baseball to be on the forefront? We see LeBron James everywhere. You see Patty Mahomes everywhere, and Aaron Rodgers now everywhere. Do we need to see Mookie everywhere? Do we need to see Trout everywhere? I don't know, because baseball seems to be doing just fine without it, just playing devil's ad. No, and I, and I agree, because I'm I'm one of the guys that says nothing bugs me more than the, the narrative of trying to fix baseball for people that don't like baseball, right? Speed up the game, you know, that whole... Baseball's fine. Yeah. Right? And if you and if you don't like baseball, making the game 17 minutes shorter isn't going to make it your thing. Nope. That's that's not what's going to do it. And if you don't like baseball, who cares what Alex Bregman does carrying the bat to first base? So there is a part of me that agrees with you. Baseball's very healthy. It's a very regional sport and regionally it's never been healthier. Money's good, attendance is good. Everybody but the Dodgers can watch their games. Right? <laughs> so there is a part of me that agrees with you that's like, you know what? Maybe we don't need that. Maybe we've maybe the game has just evolved past that. Like like Mike said, you know, in New York, I'm sure the Dominican Yankees are super popular. Does baseball need some kid in Vancouver, Washington to care about care about that? I I don't know. Maybe maybe they don't. I think it would be I think it would be nice to have a face of the game type of player. Jeter was kind of that guy for a while. And, Ortiz. You know, Ortiz certainly was. Griffey back in the day. Um, you know, will Juan Soto ever be that guy? I don't know. Probably not. Just because there's inherent things built into, you know, he plays on the other side of the country. We're not going to get to see him as much over here. I think that you're right. Baseball's healthy financially. You know, teams are making money and it's going well and there's a ton of money in the sport. But I think that maybe this doesn't matter, but I think perception wise, it's very unhealthy, right? People think baseball's dying. I mean, we see it on the text line all the time. Why are you talking about a dying sport? <clears throat> Nobody cares. Baseball sucks. And not on our show specifically, but just throughout the day on, on the fans. Sure. Um, I, I see that on Twitter. I, I wonder, and this is maybe this is wrong, but I wonder if there's someone out there who was not a basketball fan right? They knew the sport. They knew what was going on. And they saw a funny LeBron James commercial. And then they saw a highlight shared on Twitter. And they're like, wow, this guy's doing that. And I kind of like him from that commercial. Maybe I'll watch the Lakers play. Right. And maybe that, that love of LeBron, although a lot of sports fans kind of cringe at like, oh, I'm not a sport. I'm not a team fan. I'm a LeBron fan. That gets people into watching the sport. I wonder if there is a middle ground where you can get certain players like that promoted to a level where someone who's sitting there going sees a cool commercial or something, Juan Soto, and then sees the home run in the World Series and goes, oh, that was pretty fun. Maybe I'll watch Juan Soto play next year when the season starts. I wonder if there's something like that that is that can be achieved to reach the normal sports fan who's not a baseball fan. I don't think anybody does that. I don't think anybody sees a commercial – Says, huh? And then a highlight reel goes, huh? 
maybe I will watch that. Like, you can watch a Patrick Mahomes State Farm commercial and then watch him throw with his left hand or sling it as he's falling down. That doesn't make me want to watch the NFL. I think people have already got their minds made up. You might be right. I just, I mean, we saw such a boom in the NBA of popularity for some of these stars who are not even true NBA fans, right? Like, how many bandwagon Warriors fans are there because they were just good? Sure. Who weren't even basketball fans. They were just worth in this city, how many people are Timbers fans that don't like soccer, right? They just like being at Timbers games. That happens Fair. a lot. Fair. I think people like to glom onto something that's fun and go do that. I'm just saying, I wonder if baseball can pull that in somehow using, I, I was using LeBron James as a hypothetical example. I'm assuming that's happened, but maybe not. Uh, with a guy like Juan Soto, and maybe someone's like, oh, I'll watch the Nationals play. Well, I just, I wonder if that's possible. And I, and I, I like where you're going with that. And one thing that has bothered me for a long time um, that I think baseball does, and baseball specifically, maybe other sports too, that I think baseball does a horrible job at is baseball it does make billions of dollars. They're so healthy financially because of TV deals. The, the ticket money at the gate isn't a big deal anymore. To baseball teams, lower no, the freaking prices. Yeah, you want you want my fourteen year old to be a Juan Soto fan? Go let him see Juan Soto. Go let him see not just once. Let his let the dad in Washington D.C. take him to ten games a summer. Yeah, but if I gotta pay, I mean, even the and this this bothered me about the Mar the Mariners were tanking this year. They told you they were tanking. They were awful, and yet the ticket prices stayed the same price. Yeah, so I have to go watch bad baseball. I want to take my kid to watch a young Mariner play. It's still costing me 50 bucks to get him into the game. Lower the ticket prices. That's not even soda and hot dogs. Right? Let the kid, let the parents take the kids to 10 or 15 games a summer. You want to be a Juan Soto fan? Now's the time to jump on board. But I can't do that if I got to pay $75 to sit in the left field bleachers. And those ticket prices is not what drives baseball financially anymore. Lower the freaking ticket prices. Yeah, that's a good point. When we come back, we'll get into the second hour. We do have John Chikanik with us for the entire show. When we come back, got to talk Mariners. We got to do that. We'll do that next. This is Portland Sports Leader, 1080 The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.